Welcome back to another Youth Centered Podcast. Um, today, uh, Friday, end of the week, getting ready for April vacation, and I'm really excited to have uh, two guests that I've known, quite frankly, since they were real young kids and seen them involved in fine young men. I have from the police department, Officers Cam Premise and Officer Will Enright. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on this week's podcast. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Rick. So I'd like to start off every podcast. Now, you guys are becoming familiar faces within our school system. Um, kids actually know you really well. Parents may not. Um, let's talk a little bit about the bio, and we'll call, start with the Cam Pramus files. Who are you? How'd you become a police officer? Sure. So it's my uh, second time on the podcast. Glad to be back. Uh, North Hanover resident my whole life. Studied criminal justice in college. My undergraduate at Worcester State. My graduate's degrees from Merrimack College. Uh, one year as a police dispatcher in Worcester, followed by two years as a police officer at Merrimack College, and then hired by North Andover after that. Nice. And Will, how about you? Uh, so, North Andover resident, born and raised, grew up here, went through our school systems. I attended UMass Lowell and studied criminal justice. And when I graduated from there, I uh, was hired here as a police officer, and I'm going on about four years at the police department right now. And what people don't know is Will was also one of the famous sports and rec counselors we had during the summer before he embarked on his professional career in the uh, in the police uh, area. So, gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Today we're going to talk about uh, the role of the student, um, the, the police officer in the school system. And when I first started here back in the day, uh, we never really had a presence in the in the school department. If there was an issue, uh, obviously uh, police were contacted right away. Uh, they would fly in from whatever sector they were in or, you know, directly from the police department. So the school resource officer um, program has actually developed over the years. But I'm looking for a little history from one of you guys. How did uh, North Andover get involved with the SRO program? Uh, how did it evolve? So I can take that. So in 2001, we actually started the official SRO program, uh, putting in, I believe it was uh, Officer Gene Solois. It was our first SRO. Before that, if you remember, it was called the D.A.R.E. program. Correct. Um, when we did have involvement in the schools. That but was it, Officer Tracy Castiglione was the first one with that's that. That's correct. But it wasn't as official as actually having an officer full-time in the schools and handling all the juveniles. So the D.A.R.E. program evolved into the school resource officer, which we've had now for about 18, 19 years officially. Wow. And uh, it has evolved to be an, an entirely in our school system. And for our listeners, uh, Will is actually our SRO at North End of a High School. And Cam is our SRO uh, predominantly at the middle school, but also at the elementary school. So North Andover made a decision in, at the first part of uh, the 2000s to, to make a decision to evolve the DARE program. And obviously, I, I mentioned Officer Tracy Castiglione, who's pretty much retired at this point in time. I know she's still doing a little bit work with the school department as the residency officer. Uh, but she was actually involved with the DARE program for many, many years. And uh, what we've seen now is actually having a great presence in the school department. Uh, I personally think it's done wonders in terms of building relationships uh, with our police officers uh, and our school kids. And, you know, we've carried that over where both of you have been familiar faces here at the Youth Center, too. So um, let's talk a little bit about just briefly, like, what's a day like? Cam, you know, elementary and middle school, the cruiser I see is parked at the middle school. I see it parked at, at the elementary schools at times. Take me through an average day for Cam premise. Right. So I, I check into the school first thing in the morning. My shift starts at 7. I report to the middle school. That's where my office is. 
Uh, I'll talk with admin staff, guidance staff there, and find out kind of what we have scheduled for the day. If there's anything that needs attention right away, if there's stuff that can wait, whatever. Um, I'm also responsible for the elementary schools. I try and get to them as much as I can uh, at least once a week. But every principal at those schools also has my cell phone number. So if an emergency comes in, I can respond right away. So uh, meetings, uh, one-on-ones with kids, uh, is that kind of what those calls might mean or where what you're actually called into? Yeah, so if, the, if there's a kid going through a rough time, we'll check in, mm-hmm. obviously. If there's a disciplinary meeting that meets the police level or they feel like they need another opinion in the room, I'll be brought into those as well. Nice. And, Will, you got our older kids, right? So in grades 9 through 12 at the high school, take me through the day for you. So for me at the high school, uh, obviously we have children that drive, so... When they're coming into school, I try to have a presence in the parking lot and control that. I then, uh, when I enter the building, I go and talk with our assistant principals and uh, Principal Chet Jackson, checking with them, scheduling the day with our meetings, if we have any events going on and uh, what's actually going on in the building that day. I'll then check in with the guidance counselors. And after that, uh, I try to have a presence in the school, check in with a lot of the kids, um, walk around and have some good conversations, interactions, see what's going on, and following up with anything that we had going on previously or maybe the night before in some of the uh, personal lives of our students. That's nice. That's good. Let's talk a little bit about it. To become a police officer, you have to go through tons of training, certifications. um, But in terms of being a student resource officer, and Will, you've been a little bit longer than Cam in this position. Uh, we've worked with Kara Caffrey, as you mentioned first, Gene Solois, and other people over the years. What kind of training goes in for an SRO? What What do you need to be trained in? So the basic SRO training, there's actually a class where it's a week-long class based on interactions with juveniles, obviously studying up on the juvenile law because there are differences in how juveniles and adults are handled in different situations and more strategies on ways to communicate um, with school parents and children because every aspect is different. So that's a week-long training that you need bare minimum. Then along with that, there are plenty of other trainings, including active shooter trainings, sexual assault trainings, and different juvenile law update trainings that we attend to stay up to date and to continue to build our resume. Yeah, so, you know, obviously you mentioned even like some of the more awareness training we're doing now with whether it's Alice or active shooting training, whatever. You guys are instrumental with working with our school system on those type things, I'm sure. Yes. yes. Let me ask you something. Uh, I've been around again as a long time, so I, I've worked with Chief Stanley for most of my career and then Chief Gallagher and now obviously Chief Chuck Gray. Um, I'm assuming uh, Chuck's administration, the school department's really a, a believer in the SRO program and and wants this to continue and, and grow? Yeah, the chief is definitely a big, big supporter. And, you know, I think the schools are as well. Uh, getting back to how we, you know, integrated police into schools, it's important for us to be there to build relationships, not just enforce the law, right? So we see a lot of kids that come through the hall that come in and check in with us. Hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? That way we're kind of seen as, you know, a role model, friendly presence, whatever. If we're just responding from outside the school and coming in for an emergency, we're just adversaries at Correct. that point, right? We're button heads. We're telling them, what needs to be done the way we do it now it, it allows us to build positive relationships that's great let me ask you something so a lot of people probably understand that there's a need for will at the high school and you at the middle school and then the, you know, i've heard people like do we really need sros at the elementary school give me an example of maybe a type of an issue or something that would arise at the elementary school level 
Sure. Small stuff we see that, you know, I may come in and have a conversation with a student and the principal. You know, maybe a kid stole something from the book fair, right? A little innocent, but, you know, it's good to have a police interaction at that point. A lot of stuff that we don't know about is maybe there's dealings with DCF, 51As being filed that I need to get involved in right away. It needs to be a multi-agency effort to really make sure, you know, we're talking about five, six, seven, eight-year-old kids, right? Sure. That need help, that need intervention right away. So it's totally important to be there. So then take me up to, I see you mostly at, at the middle school, obviously. Uh, what would be some issues that maybe arise for our middle school kids, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders? So you obviously have the same lower type stuff there at the middle school, but you can have a lot higher stuff too. So we've seen fights, fights with students, fights with parents. There's sexual assaults. There's a whole list of stuff. You see any crime you may see out in the real world, you can see in the middle school. Absolutely. And Will, you obviously got our older kids where people, you know, feel to a certain degree, we definitely need an SRO with the high school kids. What what would be some type of incidents that you deal? I'm sure a lot of the similar things that Cam mentioned, but are there are there more serious things with our high school kids? Um, yes. Yeah, so with the age, they're obviously uh, their freedom when they get to high school goes up. And we see the same things as Cam just mentioned um, with the assaults, the fighting, the sexual assault, bullying and matters like that but also more at the high school level some kids start to uh you know drugs alcohol um kids with the cars we start to deal with more of the reckless endangerment um issues with their driving and things of that nature kids at the high school all are pretty connected now with the technology also so i deal a lot with kind of like we'll call it cyber crime the harassment online pictures being sent around inappropriately sure. and things of that nature pop up frequently at the high school. So a lot of different things. Uh, let me talk a little bit about, um, you know, obviously working very closely with our superintendent since the SRO, pro SRO program started. Uh, and now we're up to Dr. Gilligan. Uh, I'm feeling a lot of support from the school department for you guys to be there. Who would you say are the people that you work most closely with in the school department? So for me, it's the assistant principals and guidance. Uh, a lot of times that lower level stuff can be dealt with in that kind of room. If it ever you know, rises to a level where you're talking about a weapon, a threat to the school, it's kind of all hands on deck at that point. Uh, Lieutenant Folds, who's our direct supervisor, is involved at that point. Uh, it may be a case where Officer Enright's responding to the middle school, I'm responding to the high school because they need a second officer up there. Um, and we're pretty transparent with the school about what's going on. We need to share information with them. They need to share information with us. Absolutely. How about you, Will? Yeah. So with me, I work with the assistant principals most closely, uh, Ms. Randall and Mr. Young, also Principal Chet Jackson, and with the guidance counselor and adjustment counselors at the high school because they are the most in tune with what's going on personally with the kids and emotionally and tend to have a great background on their history to give me a bigger picture before I actually sit down with kids and start digging into some of their issues. Nice. Uh, I, as you both know, and you've known me a long time, I'm, I'm very huge on relationship building. So I've been watching um, you guys in particular and your predecessors uh, of the importance of building relationships with our kids in the school system. And uh, I've seen you guys doing one-on-one -on -one talking with kids. I've actually seen you doing some fun things. Will, I've seen you playing basketball with the guys at the high school or the girls. Uh, Cam, it was just the other day you were part of that mighty middle school staff group that played in the Mito Classic street hockey out there. Uh, tell me about how it's uh, this position has changed maybe how kids look at police officers. For the middle school, so there's been days where I've had arguments with kids or they've disagreed with something I've done. 
they're calling me names i'm telling them what to do and at the end of the day we just can't take it personal right they're kids the next day we're giving each other a high five talking about you know what's going on at home and how they're doing right so for us as a police department it's important that we start building relationships with these kids at an early age so when they get older they have respect for the police and you know we have respect for them sure will yeah so i'm actually a big believer also on um, leading by example so at the high school level the kids have mixed feelings on law enforcement and authority um, walking in with the personal relationship building I feel like I've broken a lot of barriers where kids have actually told me oh you're the only police officer I like whether they've interacted with many police officers in their life I'm not sure but it's that stigma that they start to fall into so breaking that wall down is a start for them and then if they look at me in that way and we butt heads if I have to come down on them kids may not like me for a while but I don't hold grudges and I kind of show them how to hopefully get over things because at the high school level they're trying to get an education but they're also becoming adults so sure. we want them to start to grow in that manner as well. Absolutely and Will I actually saw a pretty cool music video that was produced at the high school and you had a major acting role in that very impressive I might say. Thank you. Um, what's also cool is both of you have actually um, come to the youth center too so the youth center is obviously an extension of the school in a lot of ways and as I've told you both, you have open door policy to come and see our kids here. I know for a fact the kids have liked you stopping by, uh, whether it to be play a little basketball, play a game of pool or whatever. But I think that connection, I'm real impressed with how they look at you guys differently uh, and some of your predecessors like Officer Caffrey, et cetera. But I actually think kids look at police officers a little bit different now because of the work that you guys are doing. So kudos to that. Um, let me talk to you a little bit because it's not always kumbaya land, as we call it, um, with some of the stuff. What are some of the frustrations that SRO deals with on a daily basis? I'd like to hear from both of you on that. Sure. So for me, there's a couple of different things, right? So you work with one kid a lot and you think you're making progress and there might be just this huge setback, whether it's at home, someone else is involved, whatever, and you kind of have to start from ground zero. So that can be a little frustrating. Uh, from a professional standpoint, there are times where I don't agree with an administrative move or I feel like there needs to be police involvement at some point or, or direct intervention by me. So that can be frustrating as well. Will, how about your frustrations? Um, so mainly to start, my biggest frustration, if people weren't aware, there was a big juvenile reform that took place this year, which restricted the tools that we have to use in a school, taking away a lot of different charges and making us have to find different ways to handle situations and that's actually made it very difficult because it took away a lot of what we were used to using to control and kind of keep the peace in the schools but like i said we have to evolve with it and find different ways on a personal level cam kind of touched on it with these kids it's hard when you make a good relationship to keep the boundaries between friendship and like authoritative figure Sure. Because the kids, when they get comfortable, you could have a great couple weeks, they get very comfortable with you. But if they mess up and you have to come down on them in the authoritative manner, that is when sometimes you see them get, I don't know if it's confusion or anger, but that's tiptoeing that line is tough, I feel, at the high school level. It's a real good point. With that said, um, how have parents received, um, whether it's actual incidents that you've had to deal with parents or just overall parents' view of SROs in the school system? What, what's your feedback you've heard on that? Uh, so I've gotten mixed, I feel mixed signals. Some parents are very supportive of us. Others 
um, are more difficult, which I understand because they want to defend their children and they weren't there. They're not in the school every day. They don't see what we see. So it's communicating with them and trying to be as transparent as possible. I found keeps things smooth and us on the same page because no parent wants to hear about what their child has been up to a month. They want to know constantly. If I talk to a kid, I call their parents. I keep everyone in the loop to try to stop any of the friction between the parents and the administration and myself. Sure. Well, you can. Yeah, totally. Either way, both ends of the spectrum for sure. You have certain cases where things shake out one way and you get a phone call from parents say, you know, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you talking to my kid, practicing the same things at home. And then on the other hand, why are you talking to my kid? I don't want you doing this. I'm coming at, you know, it just, it depends on the case. Yeah, I mean, it's no different than us as youth services uh, staff up here and teachers in the school system. Uh, sometimes parents are going to absolutely love you holding their kids accountable, and then other times parents get um, pretty protective of their kids, and uh, obviously case by case. Let me talk to you a little bit about um, more of the extreme cases. How much do SROs work with uh, our court system in Lawrence? So we work with the court system very closely. Uh DCF, the juvenile courts, we have each other's numbers, emails, we ask questions. And when we do send kids through that system, like we are in constant contact with what's going on, they want updates. We meet four times a year with a team of the whole team from Lawrence District Court, DYS, guidance counselors at the middle school, at the high school. CCI, right? CCI, yes. And we touch base on certain cases or individuals to make sure that the services being provided are working or if the services need to change. Along with, at the high school, we do a weekly meeting talking about kids where we, me and the school, exchange information. And then I also report with DYS or whoever else is involved just to be on the same page. Transparency. So there's a nice connection with our court system. Absolutely. Let me ask you about the age-old thing before SROs that uh, you guys still uh, probably have to be involved with, and I know we mentioned Officer Castiglione too, but how about the whole truancy slash residency? I think a lot of people don't know we have a residency issue where people don't live in town and try to use our school system. How much uh, do SROs get involved with truancy and residency? So that's why we have the uh, truancy residency officer, Officer Tracy. Um, it will be brought to our attention, you know, if there's a student that may not live in town that is coming to our school system. But again, it's, it's really just being transparent with Officer Tracy who shares information with us. If she needs to go out to a house and do a residency check and she may not feel safe, we're glad to go with her. We're glad to help her out. Good, okay. Let me talk a little bit about, um, so if both of you had the power, uh, the power uh, to maybe influence uh, how our superintendent of schools look at SROs, how our chief of police looks at SROs, what would you like to see maybe the position uh, evolve to, or is it, is it great right now, it doesn't need to be fixed, or is it things that you think that we need to keep improving on? I, I think in any job, there's always room for improvement. In an ideal world, I think we'd have an SRO at every single school, right? So one at the middle school, one at every elementary, St. Mike's, whatever. Uh, I think we are a positive influence in the school environment, and I think there's a lot of things we may be able to bring to offer that you can't just get in a school setting. And like I said, it really helps police build relationships at an early age, which I think is super important. How about you with that? So I agree with Officer Premis. Um, some other things I would add to that is the support with the SRO position, we do have a lot of it. 
but some of our tools and means keeping things updated um, and the tools that we use would be very helpful. Also, I agree adding more as some people may think, why do we need an SRO in an elementary school or everyone? It's not as much as just that school is having a large group of SROs would bring diversity. If we could have different genders, races, different people, because kids connect to different things. And no matter who you are, sometimes someone else may do a better job just because. And I think that would really expand the way that we can connect with every kid in our community and try to make that connection to help somebody. Besides the parents, the kids, and obviously school personnel, how do you think our community has received the whole idea of school resource officers? Uh, I personally think that it does help a lot. I think it brings a sense of security, knowing that there's a police officer at the school, seeing our cruisers there in the morning, and then when they pick their kid up in the afternoon, lets them know like we're in there to protect them from any fear they have. And I think it's been very positive just to know that we are there for their kid and it's not an outside person that has to come in and deal with them with no background at all. Sure. Kim, let me ask you something. Without getting, obviously, a confidentiality, can't get into specific cases or anything. Um, in your short time as being an SRO, best, best day you ever had, worst day you ever had? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, best day I ever had was we were able to get a kid out of a home and find that kid a home that I think he, he really needed. He was struggling in one place, and he, he flourished pretty well in another. Uh, I don't think I have any you know really, really bad days. I have really busy days where I have seven cases going on at once at six different schools. So attention-wise, it's hard for me to focus, you know, narrow down on one things, and that can be pretty frustrating. It can be overwhelming, right? Yeah. How about you, Will? Best day, worst day? So... A day, I would say the best day is like Primus. We had a situation where we had I had a student come to me in distress about a home life issue, and voiced to me that she felt like she was cornered and didn't know what to do. And actually, that day I was able to help her leave that situation and get away for at least some time while the courts and everything could figure it out to make her home life a safe and better place for everybody. So that to me was a very good day. The worst day is tough. Like Cam said, we have busy days. Um, and sometimes I deal with certain situations that honestly, I don't think anyone wants to hear about. Um, obviously, we've had some publicity on some of these situations lately. So when I have people come forward as happy as I am, because I feel like I am helping them, going through that is very tough for me. And no one enjoys knowing that this is happening or dealing with these situations. Well, well said. Let me ask you as we start to kind of wind down the podcast here a little bit. Um, I'll start with you, Kim. We'd like to try to give our guests, um, we call it the final word, but what would be something you'd maybe want to say to any of the people that might be listening, a student, a school personnel, a parent, or just somebody in the community? What would you want to say to them about the, about the SRO program and it continuing? Sure. So we're here to help, right? Uh, Will and I both took this business and not to get into the business of locking kids up. That's not why we want to be in the schools. We want to be there to make a difference. Obviously, if we have to make an arrest, someone has to be charged. We're going to do it. That's our job. But we are here to help. We are here to build relationships. Uh, we want to be looked at in a positive light. And we're always available. I give everyone my business card, uh, my email. I'm available by telephone. Anytime you want to talk, you can call me up. 
Absolutely. Well, what, what kind of message do you want to send as a final word to our community? The main message is, I know that this is our job and you know we get paid to be there, but we do care to a great extent. And the relationships we build with families and the students in general, they do matter. Like I don't go home and forget about everything at night. And just to know what we do always has a positive purpose to it. Even if at the time, if you don't like it or if people seem like they disagree with it, everything that we do has a reason and we go by the book to the amount that we are allowed to do. And we just want the best for the future of the kids of North Andover. Absolutely. And obviously we have been in the press lately with some things and, you know, like with lots of things that happen in all communities in a community that I've been involved with 31 years, I, I do know that we're always trying to better ourselves. We're always trying to review things and take a look at everything from protocols to policies or how we handle things. And, you know, you guys are at the forefront of helping us do that too. So um, I think we're going to keep getting better every day. And I'd like to see the SRO program continue. Uh, I think, I don't think funding is, a, is an issue as it was in the past. I think, uh, SRO is here to stay uh, but obviously as someone running the youth center and working with thousands of kids a year I, I absolutely endorse what you guys are doing and I, I thank you for uh, for our community for the work you guys are doing and I I wish you both continued success I'm proud about the young men that you've become over the years and uh, love seeing you build those relationships with the kids uh, at the middle school I see the kids rally around cam and they joke with it and I was looking out my window the other night in the rain as you were playing in the Mito Classic, and I think kids think it's pretty cool to play street hockey with Cam Bramis and look at him a little bit different than the guy wearing a blue uniform. Same with you, Will. I see you constantly up at the high school. We joke a little bit about you know, the, uh, the music video you were in and everything, but it's clear that a lot of kids have said to me, I trust uh, Officer Enright, and that's huge for me because trust is huge with the relationship. So continued success to both of you and the SRO program. So thanks again for both coming on the podcast this week. Thanks for having us, Rick. Yeah, thank you, Rick. And following up, we have a few more coming up in the next couple of weeks. I want to let people know we do have um, Kim Festocrati, who is a, a former employee of ours here, who's a local therapist, who's going to come in and talk about um, basically working with middle school and high school kids from a therapeutic standpoint. Uh, Nikki Murphy is on a future podcast, our director of social emotional learning. Uh, we're looking to have Deanna Cruz, our community support services, come on to a podcast. And uh, we also have a group of uh, three or four middle school eighth graders, which I'm really excited to have on the podcast. They're going to talk about their middle school years, which I think is going to be pretty cool. So once again, thank you for everybody supporting the podcast uh, that comes out every week. Uh, we're going to continue to try to bring on topics that you're really looking to hear from us on. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is not enough passion.